hello all my children all my sons yeah i'm on my Nicki minaj shit today um well you, you're right i'm doing another book review i would like to review for you a book called a little life by hanya yanagihara I forgot to look at what year this book was published and it is now in the car and I don't feel like going out there to get it. So this book is a little bit, a lot honestly, graphic. So if you do not want to listen to that shit, cut this shit off. Okay, so when I started reading this book, I thought it was basically about this group of four friends. It kind of starts with, it follows four men living in NYC. I thought all of them were queer at first, but maybe not, turns out. They are, one is into theater, one is into painting, another one is into um, law, is a lawyer, as they say. Um, at first, it was hard to keep the characters straight, and I did not know which was which. But upon closer inspection, I was able to read what it said. A lot of the, at first, when I started, okay, let me put a huge disclaimer. This book is fucking over 700 pages, okay? So get ready for some fucking commitment if you want to read this. Um, and... I'm just going to tell you the entire plot, so you really, I will save you the trouble. Um, at first I was reading this book and I thought it was super relatable, like about being a young adult, maybe even being a millennial growing up, your college years and your after college years in New York City. And I was like, oh my God, I can relate. Um, the author, she mentions how terrible the poem, poems, excuse me. On the New York subway are and I firmly agree they're not thought-provoking at all um I thought she was really good at writing inner dialogue and internal thoughts and stuff that the characters were struggling with um I thought it was very at the beginning I thought it was super easy to empathize with the characters um there's like one part where a character is talking about like not wanting to smoke weed because he doesn't want to feel out of control kind of. I'm really paraphrasing badly, but um, I don't know. And I remember feeling like that, like, oh man, I don't want to smoke weed. I want to be in control of um, what I do. So yeah, that was relatable. Um, <laughs> Then in like the second part, so this book is organized into like six or seven-ish parts, I forget. But the second part, we start getting more of a backstory for a specific one of these four men who is named Jude. Um, this is funny because a, the book that I was reading before the last book that I read, so two books ago, there's a person, there's a character, well actually, actually that was a memoir, so it was a memoir. So that was, the woman was working at a bakery, like, oh, finding herself and working at a bakery. And in this book, there's a character who's like, finding himself and working at a bakery. And I was like, damn, is this a common trope of lost young people? 
Do you need to work at a bakery mean in the meantime, like decorating cakes? And that is where you gain great insight about what you should be doing with your life. To me, working at a bakery seems like kind of a difficult job that requires like hard skills, like very good motor skills and attention to detail and patience and stuff like that. I've never worked at a bakery, which means it must be hard as fuck to do it because, you know, um, yeah. Okay. Clip that. Okay. So we start learning more about this character, Jude. He had a mysterious, very fucked up child, uh, childhood. And the book kind of starts being told in flashbacks a little bit. We know he was in, he was found by a monastery when he was a baby, um, abandoned. And they took the monks or brothers at this, I'm not exactly sure what a monastery is, but something like that. They took him in. He was the only kid there and they like taught him. They like gave him like a version of school, but they also were super abusive. They were physically abusive and verbally abusive and sexually abusive. And yeah, somehow though, this character Jude still is very successful in terms of like stereotypical success. Like he goes to college, he goes to fucking MIT and then goes to law school after that and he um is very successful he becomes a successful lawyer makes a bunch of money um in law school while he's in law school he becomes close with a professor there who becomes his mentor and friend and they build a relationship and you watch their relationship grow throughout these 700 pages and eventually this professor um, offers to adopt Jude. Him and his wife offer to adopt him as an adult, but just so he has a family because he doesn't have a family before this. He doesn't know his parents and he was in that monastery and then he was in foster care for or like a home for a little bit and had a lot of fucked up stuff happen to him. He walks with a limp, um, which is nobody, he's very secretive about his past. He doesn't even tell the three other close friends that he has. And they know not to ask him about it, kind of, because they know that he doesn't want to talk about it. So he has a limp when he walks because of what he calls a car injury. And he hates his body. And he thinks he's super ugly because he's been told that. And he's super, um, he does not have, like, um, any positive self-image at all. He cuts himself also, so he self-harms. And, um, yeah, so we are learning. This whole, um, like, the whole first half of the book, maybe, is about, I thought it was a lot about friendship. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, finally, um, Romantic relationships are almost or like basically non-existent in the first half of this book and I was like um, That was refreshing because I think a lot of stories the plot of a lot of stories is just a love story like a romantic love story and I want to Read more about friendship and I want to read more about how adults are good friends to each other and how important having friendships are and um, I think I read a lot of stories about females, especially, who do not have a good 
friend group or it doesn't seem like they have close friends. They're just interested in making their life about the person they have a romantic relationship with. So it was refreshing to read about friendship without any romance at all. Um, there are basically no female characters in this book. <laughs> so prepare yourself for that, bitches. Um, the... Okay. So... Then after that, so basically Jude, the character, he cannot walk well and his, condi his condition is uh, slowly deteriorating over time and he's not helping himself uh, by self-harming all the time. Like he cuts himself pretty often, I think at one point. Well, he sometimes he does it every day, like profusely. Sometimes he does it a couple times a week. But he does it often all through his life since he was a young kid all the way to like he's in his 50s. And so his condition with his legs starts getting worse. He has trouble walking. He has to use a wheelchair sometimes. Um, he moves into a bigger, nicer apartment because he becomes a, he becomes more rich <laughs> and becomes a more famous lawyer. So he moves into our nicer apartment. Um, okay, then the book progresses, blah, 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 blah. He's getting older and people start asking him about a partner or romantic relationships. And he still is not really interested because of all this sexual abuse and trauma that we don't know the details of, but we know that it was something super fucked up that happened to him. And we start getting like, glimpses into this sexual trauma and this book is very graphic like to the point where it's like unnecessarily graphic like the details and stuff it's like um I don't want to get trauma from reading this like please spare me um yes anyways so people start asking about oh do you want a partner blah 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 why I'd love to see you settle down with someone so he is at a dinner party and starts having a conversation with this guy who's there and the guy goes home with him he honestly basically invites himself over and so they start a relationship together jude and this um new guy they don't really tell anybody or too many people and you like it starts talking about it and it's like mm, this guy seems kind of like a jerk a little bit and then this guy ends up being very abusive as well and Jude and this new guy, their relationship or whatever it was, eventually ends with the guy beating the fuck out of Jude and kicking him and his wheelchair down the stairs. And he wakes up in the hospital, doesn't want to talk about what happened, doesn't want to tell anybody. He's very, one of his biggest problems is he does not want to talk about anything that has ever happened to him. And obviously people deal with stuff in different ways but that probably is not a great way to deal with it. Not not dealing with it is not a good way to deal with it. Obviously, okay. Um anyway, that really that <laughs> the Michigan accent is coming out. That relationship ended it was only 4 months long and then it ended um with that with him almost murdering um Jude. 
So then he, whatever, he's recovering, whatever. Uh, he's recovering in the hospital. The, he changes the locks on his apartments. But now ever since that experience of being beaten so badly, his flashbacks to his childhood and the abuse from his childhood grow stronger. He, in the book, they're described as hyenas chasing him and he can't escape them. And they're always waiting for him. And the memories are super painful. So he decides to kill himself. He prepares well for it. He writes letters to all the important people in his life. And he puts his will there out on the counter. And he calls the building superintendent uh, or the other guy who lives in the building to have the plumber come at nine the next day so that the plumber will be the one to discover his dead body. He gets a little bit drunk. He gets in the tub and slits uh, his veins like all the way open and both of his arms. Um, but he does not die. The building, the guy who lives in the building thought that Jude meant for the plumber to come at 9 p.m. that very same night. So his body is discovered, still alive, he's rushed to the hospital. He eventually recovers from this suicide attempt, but obviously everybody in his life starts getting more worried about him, even if they were worried about him before because he cuts himself anyways and they know that he has uh, is dealing with a lot of shit. So his best friend from college moves in with him to keep an eye on him and to support him. And then this best friend, one of the four guys who was like from the beginning of the book who was mentioned, this best friend starts feeling romantic attraction to him. And he, this friend is now a famous film actor and travels a lot, blah, blah, blah. So Jude and this best old best friend decide to start a romantic relationship together um it's going well they're very happy together jude still cuts himself which his partner does not understand um and this guy is really sweet and he actually treats jude very kindly and like a friend should and like a lover should um they are having sex but jude um secretly still hates having sex and is cutting himself to make himself feel better about having sex because he wants to have sex with his partner because he knows that he feels like he has some obligation to do that. Um, but he hates having sex because he was sexually abused when he was a kid. Anyways, they have a big fight about Jude cutting himself and then Jude eventually purposely sets his arm on fire as a way to not cut himself but still feel pain. Um, he burns his skin very badly. Um, after this fight, he finally tells his partner about the, well, I guess the majority of the terrible shit that happened to him and the details of it, and it is very graphic, and he agrees to finally see a psychiatrist as, like, a kind of ultimatum. His partner is kind of like, you need to talk to a psychiatrist about this and so he finally agrees even though he really 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 does not want to and he hates that idea we learned that he was actually raped by a psychiatrist multiple times as a child and that same psychiatrist ran him over with a car which is why how he got the leg injury that he has so things are going good in terms of his mental 
Well, I wouldn't say good, honestly. He is getting better. Maybe he's talking to a therapist. He has a great supportive partner. He has a great... His friends are all great and, like, very helpful and supportive and, like, super nurturing and, like, really... Sounds like amazing people, most of them. Um, so every those that stuff is going good. His mental state is seems like it's better than before, but his body keeps getting worse. He gets a bone infection in his legs and eventually cannot walk anymore because it's so painful. Um, he decides to have his legs amputated below his knees. Um, he recovers eventually from that and is walking much better than ever before after his accident after he got ran over by a car with he has prosthetic legs um so everything is going pretty great tbh he is happy and one day jude is up at his adopted parents house with them he's waiting for his partner and some more friends to arrive for like a dinner that they were gonna all have together and his partner and the two other people that were in the car get hit by a drunk truck driver who ran a red light. His partner and the woman in the passenger seat of the car die instantly, and the third passenger dies a few days later. And, like, this is the graphic stuff. Like, the author describes his partner as his face being shattered and the woman in the passenger seat as being obliterated. And it's like, okay, we get it. They died. Like, that is too much detail. Maybe I am just have a weak stomach. Anyways. Okay, so Jude is obviously very fucked up over this. Losing his partner, the one person who he loved the most. The one person who blah, blah, blah. The one person blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I was big upping this book before about it being about friendship and friendship and about having a good supportive circle of people and not just looking for one person but eventually that's kind of, I mean he does have other supportive people in his life but he really does not um care about him like he cared about his romantic partner and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but like he really is devastated when his partner dies which of course anyone would be but he's also like don't you realize that other people are also devastated by this guy's death like the people who also knew him you're not um, the only person who's grieving or dealing with grief. I don't know if I sound super, like, callous right now, but, yeah. Anyway, so Jude stops eating and loses a bunch of weight. His prosthetic legs don't fit anymore on his body. He's trying to basically starve himself to death, kind of. He starts hallucinating his dead partner. He starts being super mean and cruel to everyone that he loves because he's angry. Um, he made a promise to his adopted dad not to kill himself again after his first suicide attempt. So he feels like he has to keep living because he did make a promise. Um, but he's kind of trying to like kill himself passively a little bit. Like he really does not eat at all and is super weak. Then he goes over to somebody's house for some reason and the family is staging an intervention and all his friends and family are there to try to get him to start eating again. So he starts eating again. He gets back to the weight that he's supposed to get at, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but he really doesn't like being alive still. He his his partner died when Jude was 51 years old and life is super it's like I don't remember exactly the words to describe it, but it's like a super big effort for him to keep staying alive. And he's not doing he's not staying alive because he wants to stay alive. He's staying alive because he made a promise or other people want him to stay alive. Anyway, um yes, so he grieves his partner for 3 years and then he eventually ends up killing himself and being successful doing committing suicide. He injects air into his veins and causes himself to have a stroke and he dies at 53. And that's the end of the book. Um pretty much I don't know this book honestly could have been shorter. It's too long and sometimes it's like a tad bit slow, but it's a good book. I guess it is about abuse and grief and secrets and friendship, trauma, illness, mental and physical illness. Jude never really recovered. He never really had a positive self-image um, because of all the stuff that happened when he was a kid kind of like a sad and depressing ending like there's a there's a scene where his adopted dad asks him to name three well first he asks him to name three things that he thinks he does better than anybody else and Jude can't think of anything and he asks him to just name three things that he likes about himself or that yeah I think it was that he likes about himself and the only thing that he can come up with or only good thing he can say is one thing he doesn't even get to three and it's that he's tall. And that's it. So, I don't know. I guess it's the, the story of his life. His short and fucked up life. And, yeah, I would say it's ultimately sad. It's not a happy ending. Um, thanks a lot to Melanie who recommended this freaking book. But, yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. And have a great freaking July.